Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 10, titled Dark Room. Uh, okay, bunch of stuff going on in this episode, a lot to talk about here. First and foremost, in one of the most delightful sequences of this entire show, Philip and Elizabeth get for reals married. Yay! Uh, it's this truly, truly beautiful sequence that I absolutely adore. Uh, they go to this abandoned warehouse. Philip sort of springs it on her as a surprise. Like, hey, remember when we got our fake marriage certificate? How about we make it official? And they have this, like, very touching, wonderful ceremony uh, with uh, the Russian priest that Philip approached in the last episode, the one that Gabriel was working. And it's, it's so touching and wonderful. It's this beautiful extended sequence. This beautiful wedding ceremony where for, like, the first time in a long time, they can sort of drop all pretenses and just be themselves and just be all smiley and proudly Russian. And it's, it's so beautiful. It's so goddamn beautiful. I, I swear I wouldn't cry. I always cry at weddings. Actually, I don't, but... <laughs> Honestly, like, this one, if I were to ever cry at any wedding, it would be this one. <laughs> and it really shows how far Philip and Elizabeth have come over years and years and years as a couple. Because remember, when this first started, uh, even by the time the show began, the events of the show began, they didn't give two shits about one another. Like, they were just partners. They were just each other's cover. And nothing really more. Like, their relationship was a casual one, to say the least. But... As we got further into the events of this show, they started to become closer and closer and closer. Uh, certain things happened, and they fell in love with one another for reals. Like, they became a real couple that actually cared about one another. And now we've gone from they're just each other's cover to five seasons later... They're getting for reals married in this wonderful, unapologetically Russian ceremony where they can just be themselves, and it is the most beautiful sequence, and I love it. Uh, I also love, like, the whole roulette of wedding rings <laughs> they go through, because they start the ceremony, they take off their American wedding rings, put them in their pockets, 
And then they start this ceremony. They get their Russian wedding rings. But when they go home, obviously they can't be seen with their Russian wedding rings. So they have to take off the Russian Russian wedding rings, hide those away, and put back on their American wedding rings. <laughs> wedding ring roulette. Redding wing roulette. Wedding ring roulette. Why is that so hard to say? Uh, but anyway, I love that sequence, and I had to give extended praise to it. it it's so, so good. Like, it's something... It's one of those things that they didn't have to put in. It doesn't really serve the story at all. But this show is so much better for having that in. Uh, Because it's a brilliant character moment. And it's so beautiful. And so... So satisfying. uh, As someone who is... Who has spent so much time invested in these characters. Uh, It's a wonderful, wonderful moment. Uh, we also got the op with this defector family, continuing to go forward. Uh, everyone's unhappy, basically, is the summation of this episode on the defector family front. Uh, even the dad is starting to be like, eh, I don't know, like, should we have come here? Like, he's starting to think fondly of home. He's starting to bring up memories of Moscow with his mother. And saying, like, yeah, I mean, we're not fighting anymore, but, uh, both my wife and my son are really quiet, and that's almost worse. Like, they're just real sad. Like, should I have come here? Should I have brought them here? Like, even he's having doubts. Uh, and, uh, the wife admits to Elizabeth about her affair. Uh, and Pasha gets literal dog shit put in his locker. Because remember, Twan's working uh, the bullies and putting them against Pasha. Trying to make it so that the bullies make Pasha's life hell and he's so miserable that they'll want to go back to the Soviet Union. So he sort of nudges them in the direction of putting literal dog shit in Pasha's locker. So there's that. Uh, by the way, Elizabeth didn't report Twan, which is interesting. Uh, he gives her, she gives him a stern talking to, but she doesn't report him. Interesting. Just wanted to mention that. Uh, and also, just to sort of nudge them a little bit more in the direction, uh, Philip leaves a dead drop for Tatiana. We haven't seen her in a while. She hasn't shown up in a bit. Because we haven't spent time at the Residentura with o- Oleg and Arkady and Nina gone. Like, none of our Residentura people are still there. Uh, so we haven't really spent time in that section of the world. We haven't spent time with Tatiana. Now she's back for one night only. <laughs> Special appearance. Uh, and... She approaches the defector wife and says, Hey, so, uh, you may think we'll punish you if you come back. We won't. There'll be no punishment. We want you to come back, actually. It looks really good for us if you come back. So, just so you know, doors always open. 
we won't put you in prison, and, and we certainly won't use your affair against you. We certainly won't use your affair against you and the CIA person you're screwing. <laughs> and what are you talking about? Where would you ever get that idea? Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, so yeah, sort of gently nudging them in the direction of going back to Moscow, uh, with dead drops and dog shit. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Paige, uh, she's continuing to read Pastor Tim's diary and finally finds a section about her and is so shocked with what he writes that she starts freaking out. Like she's obsessively cleaning, uh, she's losing faith in Pastor Tim, she's sorta just self-destructing. In a minor way. And Philip and Elizabeth decide, well, okay, what if we talked to the center and have them get Pastor Tim a job offer? Somewhere very far away. Uh, so they bring this idea up to Paige, and Paige spends the entire episode kind of going back and forth on it. She's, like, really not sure how to do this. And at a certain point, she's just like, you know what? Do it. He'll enjoy whatever job offer you give him. Uh, he's talked about in his diary, which I took pictures of, by the way. Uh, he's talked about... Uh, how much he liked his work in South America, so maybe you could get something like that. And then, we take a look at the pictures that Paige took of Pastor Tim's diary. We have this whole sequence where Philip and Elizabeth take Paige into the laundry room, which they turn into a dark room. Hey, namesake! And, uh, they develop the pictures in the old-fashioned way. And they read... What Pastor Tim wrote about Paige, and... My God, it is not kind. It is not kind at all. Uh, so Pastor Tim... Basically called Philip and Elizabeth monsters. Uh, in a very backhanded way. He said, basically, are they monsters? I don't know, but what they did is monstrous. You basically just called them monsters. And he's like, how could Paige ever trust again? She's, uh, she's lost so much, blah, 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 blah. And he compares this to sexual abuse. The thing that keeps, the thing that nags in my brain as like, what the hell? It's like, he says, I've seen sexual abuse, and this is so much worse. And, like, Philip and Elizabeth are looking at this like, wait, what? <laughs> Where is this coming from? Now, Pastor Tim's words 
objectively speaking, mostly not controversial. <laughs> From an outsider's perspective, uh, they did do something really horrible in lying to their daughter their entire for her entire life. Uh, and it did mess her up. I'm sure it did. But, there is one phrase in there that I am absolutely going to call bullshit on. There's one phrase in there that says she doesn't know how much she's suffering. Rule of thumb. If you have to say the words, you don't know how much you're suffering, you're an asshole. Because you know who knows the emotions that someone's feeling best? The person who's feeling those emotions. You know who knows best how much Paige is suffering? Paige. Like, to say, this person doesn't know how much they're suffering. Like, that's just such a dick move to me. Like, that's an asshole thing to say. Like, you can have empathy, that's fine, but don't project how much you feel like this person should be suffering on that person. Like, that's objectively an asshole move. So, Pastor Tim, well-intentioned, kind of a dick. Uh, also, he uses the phrase, the damage is done at one point, which I feel like... I feel like that's not a good thing. That's not a good conclusion to come to, psychologically speaking. Like, if I went into my therapist, and I talked about uh, my entire experience with my abusive father, and how I could get over that... And she said, oh, the damage is done. That'd be bad therapy. I'm just saying. Anyway, so Pastor Tim is going to get a job offer and possibly be leaving. Uh, also, we got some stuff on the stand front. Uh, he and Adderholt get an apartment where they can meet with uh, this Russian lady. Who, by the way, now has a new boyfriend. Who is a former Soviet athlete. And conveniently brings information back and forth on his trips to the U.S. for the KGB. So there's that. Uh, bringing intel back and forth to and from America, to and from the Soviet Union. Uh, so now they're working on how to bust him. They're working on how to get the intel and get him. Because, of course they are. So that'll probably lead to some stuff. In the next few episodes. Uh, we also got some other minor things happening. Uh, Philip and Elizabeth confront Claudia about the the virus being used in Afghanistan. And Claudia's like, hey, I don't know anything. Don't ask me. 
uh, Claudia talks about the super wheat and is like, hey, so it might take years to uh, crack the super wheat. So you're going to have to keep running those two sources in Topeka for a while. And Philip and Elizabeth just sort of walk out defeated like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, also, Oleg and the other guy sit in a car together doing surveillance on this one woman uh, involved in the whole uh, food distribution deal. And she's taking things off her car to make sure they're not stolen. Like mirrors and windshield wipers. So not exactly acting like a major food distributor kingpin. So there's that. Also, they talk for a bit about what trouble Oleg might be in, because we still don't really know that. There's not a lot going on there. Uh, So yeah, that was an episode. Uh, That was a very solid episode all around. Three more of those left, and then the season is done. So get ready for that. Uh, If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 11. Talk to you then.